Welcome to Quick Takes with Kevin, a weekly podcast about leadership, life, and ministry with Kevin Ezell, president of the North American Mission Board. Each week, Kevin will be focusing on how pastors can keep their souls healthy in the midst of the demands and challenges of everyday life. Now, here's your host, Kevin Ezell. Hey, pastors, Kevin Ezell from the North American Mission Board with my good friend, Vance Pittman, who's pastor of Hope Church in Las Vegas. And you've been there how long, Vance? 19 years. 19 years. Yeah, we've been there 19 years. years. It's hard to believe. I, when I went out there, I mean, I'm the, I felt like I was this young church planner in my 20s, and now I'm yeah. a grandfather, so a lot's happened. Man, you're a, you're a geezer. I know. I, I know. know. I used to be the young guy, and now I'm the old guy. <laughs> well, still in your 40s, though. That's so. right. That's right. A young grandfather. Yeah. So in Chapter 13 of Replenish, a book that we've been really walking pastors through, um, it talks about what type of old person do you want to be. Mm. And so really you're in that stage where you're still you're still connected to the young, but yeah. you, it is probably starting to be time to looking at what you ultimately want to be. When, when you think of some older pastors— uh, what are some characteristics of those older pastors that you want to be like or emulate? Yeah, I tell you, there's a, actually even in asking the question, there's a name that comes to my mind. You know, he just recently went home to be the Lord, but uh, Pastor John Bazzano yeah. is a guy who I thought a couple things about him always stood out to me. The times that I was around him, and I didn't know him super well, but the times yeah. I got to be with John, he he had this ability to always be looking forward, like he wasn't stuck. In his generation, he was an early adopter for methods and strategies, mm. and wherever he sensed the Spirit of God was moving, he was willing to go there. But at the same time, he never forgot the people coming up behind him. He was always ready to hand the baton to the next generation of leaders to take over and to lead and to go. And so I so appreciated those qualities. He, he, he didn't get stuck in his generation. He looked forward but at the same time, he looked behind him to see who he could raise up right. to hand the baton to. And I just thought that was yeah. – those were impeccable qualities. So, Bassanya, who would, who would be somebody else? A uh, guy like um, Ken Witten is a guy mm. like that today. I love Ken Witten, who yeah. pastors uh, – he's going to be mad at me for calling him an old guy that I look up to. But <laughs> uh, pastors in Tampa, Florida, who – Has no guile. He, he, he just – he's just <laughs> incredible. He, 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 he's comfortable in any environment. Uh, he understands context. He's that same kind of guy. He's always learning. Right. I mean, Ken Witten's been pastoring 25 years longer than me. Right. And he calls me four or five times a year <laughs> to ask me, what series are you doing? How are you doing this? What are you doing for Easter? Like, he's asking to learn from me. Like, I ought to be sitting at that yeah. guy's feet taking notes, and he's learning from me. Yeah. That ability to continue to learn, and guys like Ken Witten and, and others are just just tremendous. Well, those are some guys, but tell me about what are some characteristics that you would like to see in your life, in your twilight years? Mm -hmm. I mean, say in 20 years, you're land, coming into land of plane, perhaps, yeah. or transition. What are some qualities that you'd like to be known for? Yeah, I think the first one would be what I believe to be is the defining mark of Jesus in the Gospels, and that's just humility. Mm. Uh, I think it's tragic today that when you look in pulpits across America, there is a lack of humility, and humility is what defines Jesus' life. Right. And there's something broken if who He is is not reflected in who we are, Right. if Christian life is really Him living in and through us. So a humility born from intimacy that continues to keep me teachable, Right. even in later years where I don't think I got it all figured mm. out. Uh, so there's a humility component. A second one for me would be a kingdom component. Mm -hmm. What tends to happen, as I've watched it, having grown up in a ministry family, 
the older you tend to get, the more you tend to measure things by your kind of empire. Mm-hmm. But to continue to be driven by not the empire that we're building, but the right. kingdom that Jesus is expanding globally, right? Uh, and to be about that kingdom. And then I guess just the last one's what everybody would say is you just want to be faithful. Faithful, you know. Yeah. I think it's time we redeem the word faithful. We've yeah. talked too long about successful, and that's not in the right. Scripture. He didn't call us to be successful. He called right. us to be faithful. Exactly. I so appreciate what you said about humility. And uh, listen, Pastor, if you'd like, we'd be glad to send you uh, Vance's book on humility. You, you get that at wannabelikeme.com. Right. That's right. All right. Actually, get Andrew Murray's book on humility. <laughs> That's the one. Uh, obviously messing with you. Hey, when's a time in your life if you felt like you were coasting? I think, um, you know, before getting to Las Vegas, you know, I probably would have found myself more there. I think one of the the great blessings of my life is God uprooting my family and moving us to the Western United States where almost everybody we meet is not a Christian. And when you go to the store and you go to the mall and you go to the ball field and everybody's lost, right. it's really hard to coast right? because um, there's just a lostness that is real, that you're around. My neighbors are lost. My kids' friends are lost. Ever, they're just lost. And being in an environment like that makes it really difficult to right. coast. Right. Uh, it was probably a bigger issue for me before being in a place like Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Hey, tell me, what what does finishing well mean to you? I think finishing well means that we stand before him and he says, well done, mm-hmm. my good and faithful servant. I want to be sure that I've been a faithful steward of what he's been entrusted, what he has entrusted to me. Mm. And that's all I can be responsible for. I, I can't try to please everybody. Right. Uh, I can't try to make everybody happy. But what 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 I need to know is when I lay my head down on my pillow tonight, if mm. I please the Lord, it doesn't matter who I displease. Right. But if I displease him, it doesn't matter who I please. Exactly. And so being able to be found faithful in his eyes to what he's entrusted to me, I think is what it means to finish well. Perfect. Well, man, Vance, appreciate you, brother. Grateful for your wisdom today, but also just your your friendship throughout the years. I mean, you incredible example, and just so grateful for your transparency and your authenticity. You're 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 just very real type of a person, and that's why I think that's why God uses you like He does. Mm-hmm. So, man, appreciate you, brother. Kevin, thank you. Thanks, pastors, for watching, and I encourage you read through not only Replenish, but any other book to help you uh, set up boundaries and replenish your soul to be all you need to be for him and for the people that you serve. Thanks for joining us for Quick Takes with Kevin. Each week, Kevin will visit with pastors and leaders as they talk about the challenges they face and the lessons they've learned in balancing faith, family, and ministry. Thank you for being with us.